And welcome back to the show formerly known as Geekish Cast, Corner Gas, Fan Cast, but now we have changed the name to The View from Dog River. I am your, the view. It is the view. Okay. I'm expecting a phone call from ABC or somebody very soon, but I'm going (laughs) to pretend to be out of the country. Uh, I am your regular host, Jeremy, with my regular co-host, Jules. Hi. And joining us again is Canadian Robbie. What's happening, Rob? Oh, not too much. Just, you know, freezing in Canadian winter. Oh, that's, yeah. You know, it's been really cold here, but um, probably not as cold as you are up there. Well, to be honest, it's been like freezing cold, and then it'll be so warm the snow melts, and then it'll be freezing cold, and then yeah, back and forth. Yeah, we kind of been. We We've had rain and then warm, and then but we're down to we, low thirties, which would get close to freezing. And then yeah, we've had like the, a snowstorm and rain in one day. So oh, wow. <laughs> so Rob, uh, tell us real quick. You have a podcast called Legacy of Power. Why don't you give us a quick rundown of it? Sure. Uh, yeah, I started it probably about a year and a half ago, and it's an episode by episode uh, review, basically of uh, well, right now Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but I intend to keep going through the different seasons. I'm in about halfway through season two. And where can yeah. people find it at? Uh, they can find it's on iTunes if you just search uh, Legacy of Power, or you can find it on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Legacy of Power Podcast. Perfect. And I am occasionally, when I remember to do it, I am posting episodes on geekishcast.com as well. Yes, I saw that you did both uh, yeah. the Doug River page as well today. Yes, yes, I did. So and I will add that mm-hmm. I am also going to start doing another podcast. Oh, what's so that going to be? I could plug it because I haven't. Uh, the first episode will be posted in early February. But I am also a big wrestling fan, so I am going to start a podcast about uh, Impact Wrestling, which is probably the second biggest wrestling company in North America. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called Poppin' for Impact Wrestling, where I review their major shows for, like, the whole month. So it'll be a once-a-month podcast. Oh, there you go. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, we'll well, we're going to have you back on to talk about your podcast on the regular Geekish Cash show, so we'll talk about that one, too. Um, I'll get a hold of you later, and we'll try to work out when we can get together to do that. Sure. All right, so today, though, we are here to talk about um, Corner Gas, Season 2, Episode 2, called Wedding Card. It was written by Mark Farrell and Paul Mather and directed by Robert DeLint. It has zero uses. Go ahead. Zero jackass. Wow. That was Um, terrible. (laughs) Zero jackasses (laughs) and uh, 15 cups of coffee for it. Sorry, I'm just getting over a cold, so... Take that, everybody. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and hit play, Robbie, if you are synced up with uh, your telephone television operator. Uh, you're hitting play. <laughs> and I'm going to hit play now. All right, here we go. Okay, so the Daryl Sittler rookie card. Yes, I only wanted to mention this because I did a quick Google search to because I know nothing about hockey, so <laughs> I had to search him. But he was uh, drafted into the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I'm from London, Ontario, and I noticed he was drafted to the Maple Leafs from the London Knights. So a little little connection to my town here. Oh, there you go. Sweet. Uh, that's all I got on him. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about the rest of his career. Well, that's all right. And, um, guys, I think we should probably go ahead and point out a couple things here. Yes. We haven't recorded an episode in a while. Um, I changed podcast hosting and some other things, you know, changed the name of the show and was trying to reformat it. 
while we've been away, we lost Janet Wright, who plays uh, Brent's mom, Emma. Um, so this is the, the first time we have recorded an episode of the show since she passed away. Right. Uh, so she was just right there on the screen for us. She was right there. That's why I I figured we better go ahead and just uh, deal with that real quick. Um, also, since we've been away, the corner gas animated series has been announced. Yes. Uh, of, of which I am cautiously optimistic. I am. That was the exact wording I was uh, about to say. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I read in tweets from Brent, uh, but that it's going to take place somewhere mid season two. So that time frame, if that, I mean, I know it's not everything sort of resets to normal on each episode, but that's where they've set it. They did story-wise. that so they could draw Brent with more hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why they did that. That's awesome. That and I think <clears throat> he's going to try to go back to when he was the most handsome guy in town. There, now see, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. The interesting thing is, I was thinking the other day how in the movie that does play out because they end up together. Yes. So really, because he isn't tragically flawed, he does become the most handsome man in town for Lacey, at least. Yeah. So. Uh, I thought maybe they placed it further back, not after the movie, so they don't have to deal with the uh, relationship. Oh, yeah, that would it's make sense, too. probably a big yes. part of it as well. Um, Nobody oh, wants to see that relationship play out, right? No, I don't. No. <laughs> um, I, was, I, was, I was happy in the movie that they did it, but I was happier during the show when they quashed that and just didn't go yes. that direction. I think, yeah, yeah. exactly that. I do want to mention just, I know the, the, you'll talk about the movie at some point, but I did want to mention that uh, it was in theaters here. Mm-hmm. So me and my whole family went, and at that in that scene when he says he didn't want to share his comic books with some, you know, some some woman or however he puts it, that uh, I went with my whole family and my mom like elbowed me and was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're not married. Oh, okay. Let's share that. Let's share your comic books. No woman. That's funny. The thing is, if you can find a woman who share wants to share your comic books, I think that's the right woman. Well, if she brings right? her own, yeah, and you can trade. Oh, yeah. I see. Yes, a, com- a comic book. <laughs> yeah, a merge of collections. Like I've got the Walking Dead, you've got the Sandman. Let's sit and read. There we go. Yeah. You've got your <laughs> peanut butter and my chocolate. <laughs> okay, so, <clears throat> so the the A, B, and C stories here are. Uh, the Daryl Sittler rookie thing. card. Wait, is Oscar in both stories? Um, it, well, the thing is, all the stories really combine nicely in a very Seinfeldian way at the end. Yeah. Because you have the Lacey's convinced Oscar can't read. Uh, the <laughs> the fight over the rookie card, and uh, the wedding. Yeah. So Oscar is the star in two out of three stories here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Rob, I got a question for you. You may not know, mm-hmm. but um, the R- uh, the RMCP are all police departments in Canada underneath the RMCP? Is that how that works? RCMP. You know? uh, I'm sorry, RCMP. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. No, like in London here is just the London Police, and uh, it's the OPP here. The RCMP doesn't really do a whole lot. Like it's mostly. Is that areas. like our National Guard? Well. Perhaps? Some kind of federal policing force. I'm not sure how the hierarchy works. 
Yeah, because even here, when you're in the country, it's not the RCMP, it's the OPP, the Ontario Provincial Police. So. Oh, okay. Huh, like a sheriff. Yeah. Okay. Or or a state highway patrol, uh, probably. I did a closer. quick search, and it says the RCMP provides law enforcement at a federal level. Okay, so they'd be like the FBI or something. Okay. The uniform division of the FBI. Mm-hmm. While Canada and America are very, very alike, they're also very different in a lot of ways. Yes, and we get nosy about the differences. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so there'd be no reason for them to be RCMP if that's what you're getting at. Well, I know that there, well, there's city police there, which also seems weird that uh, Dog River's big enough to have two full-time cops. Yeah, they, <laughs> they would have. Yeah. Like, if it was a town that size here, it would just be, like, OPP officers would come around. You yeah. Know? Like, of that, because uh, OPP would cover certain sections. Yeah, because we have, like, in that case, you would fall back to the county and it'd be a sheriff's department that oversaw your area right. here. Hmm, absolutely. I do love, this is sort of the beginning, I think, maybe, of the joke of Davis. The ambiguously gay Davis? Um, yeah. <laughs> or, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you he loves a good so wedding. What's wrong with that? Yeah. No, no, no. It's, but it comes back <laughs> a few times where you're just like. It's oh. the part he gets really into. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it does come really full force in the one where he's locked up in the jail. The jail episode, it, right. it comes up in there. Well, that's more of, I don't know, Hank being a smartass or Hank being funny. I'm not sure which. Okay, yeah. yes. I did just watch that one. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good episode. It really is. <laughs> this, it is. This Knuckles brings back uh, some high school memories, I'll tell you. Well, so now, is Knuckles legally binding in Canada? <laughs> no. <laughs> I believe that's arg- that's part of the argument that comes along later in the oh, show. Okay. So I think you know. Look at this. Hope you <laughs> sort it out. Oh, so um, Fred will be coming back on probably in February to talk about the animated show. But yeah, every yeah. every time I ask Lauren about coming back on, he like abruptly ends the conversation we're having. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could ask Davis to come on. Yeah. In character to talk about the show. That might be fine. <laughs> That'd be considered great. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hank, maybe Hank and Davis. Okay, I, I'm gonna have to pitch that. Okay, to them. pitch that to them. And you know what else? God, I hate to even bring this up. I should email Kevin and ask him if he's involved in the animated show, and then maybe have all three of them on. That in would character. be yes, yeah. delightful. Have Fitzy, Davis, and Hank on. <laughs> <laughs> And then the only impression I do is Dusty Rhodes, so I could do uh, Fitzy, Davis, Hank, and Dusty Rhodes. Oh, no. I'm going to uh, sit out on that one and let you just go. <laughs> I think uh, anyone that's familiar kind of has a Dusty Rhodes impersonation. Oh, right? I, I think so. <laughs> I couldn't read his autobiography because I couldn't stop hearing his voice. <laughs> I, I love, love that this bit. bit right here with these kids. <laughs> Who are they? It's just... <laughs> It's it's smart. It really is. Oh. Uh, and because they don't really do those childhood things very rarely. Well, and every time they do, I think they're off because there's one where the gum episode where Hank, this is good gum, isn't it, Lacey? Hank, oh, I, I didn't grow I up didn't here. I didn't grow up with you. Yeah. So, um that was a smart little bit. And I do love Wanda is wearing the pigtails. I don't know if this is so she doesn't wear them in the very beginning. Not at the very beginning. So I'm really happy to see them here. I'm a huge fan of 
The pigtails. The Wanda pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> I've worn I'm the distracted. Wanda pigtails, so. I'm distracted trying to figure out what shirt Hank is wearing there. Oh, oh yeah, I was... <laughs> It's not one of the. It's not one of the ones in usual rotation, so uh, it does stick fly out. Go- uh, yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> They're band shirts quite often, so I was trying to figure out the band. <laughs> yeah, that was me. The one that was always getting. Yeah, I was not good at that one. <laughs> I had really short attention span, so you'd always be able to catch me because I'd like start watching flies fly around. <laughs> I like her better. That's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh I'm trying to imagine them doing the animated show without Janet. Now her state has has said that they've got the go-ahead, so I imagine they're going to use her likeness with a different voice actor. She's such a powerful force. I don't know how you couldn't... Well, you know what we don't know yet is who's writing it. I just assume Brent would be writing it. Yeah, I mean, if they get back, you know, some of the original Some of the original writers, they can... Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Did we lose Rob? Nope. Oh, here he is. Okay. I was here the whole time, just... Wait. No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, um, because I've not heard very much about it. Is it going? Do you know if it's going to still be on like CTV in Canada or or what? Uh, where yeah, is broadcasting I, believe, it? I believe CTV is still in control. Yeah, because it was uh, Virginia Thompson is still the producer, I believe. Yes, and that's okay. CTV. Um, the scene just now where Wanda uh, hip swings at the uh, the stripper out the door. Yeah. Actually, uh, from Michelle Sponigle's book, she says that she shoved him so hard, he almost fell down on his Keystone. well-toned tuchus. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, she shoved him and he fell. <laughs> and that she felt bad. Well, I would I, hope so. Yeah. I would assume that's part of the importance. <laughs> but, yeah. When I was watching this uh, episode recently, I thought, I don't know if Brent's old enough. That he'd be so unable to work a camera. Like, that technology would be such a confusing... You know, let's see. Because he was supposed to be five years older than me. So he should be able to work a camera. So he would have been 35 here, or 30, yeah. Oh, but it's a new fancy camera. Yeah, well, he's going from the the crap master to a digital camera. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is Phil, not Paul, correct? No, this is Paul, not Phil. This is Paul. We get Phil later. Yes. Okay. So are you saying the uh, all these sets no longer exist? Well, so Corner Gas and the Ruby have been torn down. This is the hotel. It's still there. Um, uh, yeah, I believe the hotel and bar is all still... The Fumar burnt down. Yes, the Fumar's gone. Yeah. Um, and what was the police station is now something else as well, I believe. Right. Uh, Oscar and Emma's house, those kinds of buildings are there, but I yeah. believe they shot the interior of Oscar and Emma's house separately from the exterior. They had a lot of sets in Regina, so the, a lot of the interior yeah. stuff is there. 
or was yeah. there. But uh, Corner Gas and the Ruby were actually built on a bog. And so <laughs> they were built to last for 13 episodes. They kept them for 10 years and then finally had to demolish them because they became a safety issue. That's just sad. It is. Yeah, I hope we get up there to see them before it happened. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had. I've taken... I've been to Saskatchewan once, but... I've taken Google Earth, and you know you can go down and walk around in towns, and walked through... Uh, Rollo. Rollo. <laughs> and um, found Oscar and Emma's house uh, on the opposite end of town from where uh, Corner Gas and the Ruby were, the sets were. So, but yeah, nice. I, I, you can just walk around through through Dog River if you wanted. It has a bunch of people. My... I'm sorry, Rob, go ahead. I was just going <laughs> to say, I like how much uh, Hank dressed up for the, the wedding rehearsal here. Yeah. He's got a jacket <laughs> and a flannel. And and a dark uh, colored shirt, so uh, yeah. it's impressive. <laughs> and what's No I... tie even for uh, Brent? No. <laughs> Well, that's better than the all denim Fritz von Erich tuxedo. Huh. <laughs> oh, that's great. Look at them. Oh, so uh, in this episode, it says that they've been together or married for 35 years. Yep. And uh, in Michelle Sponigle's book, it notes that um, the, those two, Janet Wright and Eric Peterson, had been friends for that exact same amount of time. So it's a little coincidentally. Hmm. Wonder if that plays into how well they play that married couple, Could that long term relationship. Yeah, I didn't know they uh, went back so far. Yeah. She looks like she's ready to teach Sunday school. She really does. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's in the right place, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Karen looks so different. Karen always out of uniform yeah. is just completely different. Oh, see, there you go. Now we have the tie, the pocket square. There you go. The whole shebang. Lauren Cardinal is Canada's George Clooney. And there you are. <laughs> <laughs> see, and everything has come together. Or what's Where did the, they get the priest from? I was going to say, what's the dominant religion in Dog River? Episcopalian? That feels right. Yeah. It's, really, it's a casual sort of... Yeah. A casual Catholicism. <laughs> a casual Catholicism. <laughs> it's Catholicism light. Yeah. I was waiting for the priest because I was wondering... Uh, on Corner Gas quite a bit, there's actors that pop up from this other CTV show that was on the time, uh, Little Mosque. Uh, on the Prairie? On the Prairie. Yes. Yeah, on the Prairie. So I was waiting to see if that one, the guy that wants his barn uh, torn down is from that show. So, oh, I've watched a couple episodes actually of Little Mosque on the Prairie, but it was been quite quite a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, they shared actually quite a few actors because there's a a, la- a lady that's always in the background here on Corner Gas, and she was one of the background players on Little Mosque. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have noticed quite a bit of crossover. I did watch both when they were on. So. Yeah. Was Kevin on Little Mosque at some point, too? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was. I think so. Oh, this is beautiful. See, now it's all come together. Yes, I I agree. It's very very Seinfeld-esque of how much the stories come together. (laughs) 
if I was Oscar, I would have painted a bow tie on that neck collar. No, no. You wouldn't <laughs> oh have. My God. <laughs> if if you were Davis, you might have suggested the painted bow tie onto the collar. <laughs> Make it a little more festive. But I do like that Oscar's changed up the hat. Yeah. Yes. This is his dress hat. Oh my it's nice. God. That's a dress hat. Okay. Oscar came out. Oscar? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Oscar can't read. Well, it's his horseshoe oh, wait, playing hat, this, too, right? This is, yeah, it might be. This is the, the horror of Lacey, the terrible person. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, yes. Um, now I want to know why Lacey is sitting up at the table with them. Does that not seem <laughs> odd to anyone? She's <laughs> there as Brent. No, yeah. Brent and Evan. Yeah. yeah. I guess she'd have to be Brent's. Uh, yeah. But if you're if you're in the wedding party, your date doesn't sit up at the table with you, do they? Okay, so Robbie, now I you're just know. stepping all over it. <laughs> it's it the is only an way, odd choice. It's the only way it made sense, and now you guys ruined they it. They needed her up there for this whole scene, <laughs> but out of that context, it doesn't make sense that she's sitting there, except it's her ruby. It's her. Yeah, it's her restaurant. It's the host spot, I guess. Yeah. Which, according to Hank, again, looks like a gay bar. Right. Hank was quite the homophobe, wasn't he? I, I, it's just those two times. Yeah. Hey, you know what? He wasn't like against that. gay people, just gay bars. I, maybe he wasn't against <laughs> them. He just was surprised that the ruby looked like one. Yeah, that's okay. Really? He, doesn't he think the ruby looks shabby later? Oh, yes. Shabby. <laughs> Tatty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ratty. Oh, okay. <laughs> he rescue. See, Hank comes to the rescue. Yeah, he's a smooth talker. That one. <laughs> I don't think the uh, the Elvis wedding sounds too bad. Yeah. No, it really doesn't. Well, yeah. we'll all know guess, uh, better shortly. But <laughs> I, I'm presuming Oscar was a big Elvis fan. Otherwise, I, I don't understand why they're having an Elvis wedding. I would imagine <laughs> they probably both would have been. Probably more so Emma, though, because Elvis was quite the hit with the ladies back then. Yes, he was in his pre-sweaty uh, yeah. jumpsuit phase. Actually, he was still a hit with the ladies in yeah. his sweaty jumpsuit phase. So. The ladies were just fair. older, blue-haired. Oh. All right. Older uh, waiter Elvis, you mean? Yeah. Hey, Santa uh, Cruz. By the we way, she's there. wearing a Santa Cruz shirt. Yes, we lived in Santa Cruz. I don't know if it's the same Santa Cruz, but it does. With the surfboard, I would imagine Surfboard and hippie flowers. So. Yeah. I feel as though I've been shunned. 
Those little cameos. Um, even though often I don't know who the person is. And until... hey, you screwed somebody out of 20 bucks again. I'll get you later. <laughs> nice. But I do okay. love Hold those on. little cameos. I do have to say here. It has been pointed out before, but... I, but I, I noticed it when I first saw it, because they say they were married in the 60s. Right. And then now watch this picture they throw in. Mm-hmm. It is of them in the big wigs and white jumpsuit, which Elvis didn't start wearing till the 70s. Yes. So. Oh, yes. That's yeah. very true. Because um, when Elvis did the comeback his... tour in 68, he wore all black leather, and it wasn't a jumpsuit. It was a jacket and pants. Okay, I was going to say, I thought the 68 special, like, it was black, but it was kind of... Nope, yeah, it was no. a jacket and pants, because his, his he was jumpsuit... still was, hot in that. He was still thin and hot with was, the nice hair, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, was before all the quaaludes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, and fried yeah. banana, fried <laughs> banana <laughs> sandwich. You're not going to speak to his hotness, I will. Uh, <laughs> I uh, cannot make an opinion on but that. But yeah, so that was, that was a miss, but honestly, it was much funnier than had they been dressed like, yeah. you know... Well, that's identifiably Elvis. Elvis. But what it was, was Elvis, I just read about it this morning. Apparently, he'd thrown a karate kick in concert. He ripped the seam of his pants. So somebody goes, hey, King, why don't you wear a jumpsuit? There we go. And then he's like, I guess if I look like Captain Marvel Jr., it'd be okay. So that's why he's got the little cape and the big collar. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, because Elvis was a big Captain Marvel Jr. fan. If you ever look at Elvis's Taking Care of Business logo, it's the Shazam lightning bolt with TCB over it. Ah, well, there we are. So, so there right. we are. That was Wedding Card, Season 2, Episode 2 of uh, Corner Gas. Anybody got any wrap-up thoughts or anything to say? Well, I'm a little wondering why Elvis liked Captain Marvel Jr. specifically, since it's well, probably <laughs> Probably because that was the teenage character when he was a teenager. That would be my mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, but I mean, you got to remember, Captain Marvel outsold Superman in the fifties. That's why DC sued him out of existence. Well, they do look pretty similar. There's a reason. Superman. Like, let's make it a kid, so the kids will like. Yeah. Uh, I was going to make a quick comment that when you were talking about the Daryl Sittler um, cameo, that my favorite cameo is um, I'm trying to remember her name, but it's an Olympic athlete and. They're talking about, like, why would anyone watch a show about my life? And uh, Hank says, well, if there's cool cameos. And she's yeah, like, hi, I won so many Olympic medals. That was Hank's a good like, one. Oh, yeah, but where, I, I have to think where that is. Yeah, I don't remember what episode that was, but that's a good one. And there's also, what's the, the one where they're going to tear down the barn. Mm-hmm. And somebody says, well, what, you know, what, what? You know, red-blooded Canadian wouldn't want to tear down a barn, and a former they have a former governor general walking yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to help us tear down a barn? Yes, yes, I do. No, they're uh, again. I'll, often they're people I don't know, but yeah. but uh, it's still oh. funny. And then once I get the joke, it's even funnier. But okay, yeah. so I have to ask because it's uh, painfully obvious to me. But in the Rock On episode, the guy that's playing guitar when they're doing a drum audition, do you guys know who that is? Robbie, I think you've told us before, but no, we didn't recognize him. Oh, I remember him. bringing out the tragedy hip, the band that's playing in yes, the Yes, in the garage when they kick them out, and we do, I do know who they are. So who, who is but, playing guitar in that scene? Well, the other one is like this blues rock musician, Colin James, that's, um, like, he was bigger in the 80s, you mm-hmm. say, but, like, he still, he just came out with a new album this year, and is, uh, like, you know, because of my parents, I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome that Colin James is playing, and he does play drums, too, and... <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. 
Well, that's that's why we like to have Canadians on the show with us to help bridge that that cultural gap. Well, yeah, and yeah. and you've seen you've watched the whole thing with a different perspective, but watched it perhaps as much as we have. So it's nice to have that. Well, that's the thing for us because of stuff like you point out to us, Rob. We still find new things as we go through yeah. the show, which is nice. Yeah, it's the show that keeps on giving, <laughs> kind of like herpes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, I got myself with that can one. Can you just cut that bit out? Nope, I don't edit this show. <laughs> That's what curious. keeps it fun. You said that you guys do know who the Tragically Hip is. Is it just because of the show? or No. No, we'd heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy. Anyway, the perception always is, is that they've never had any success outside of Canada. So. Well, the perception is Americans have never watched Corner Gas, too. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. So um, we are going to wrap this one up. So yeah, let's um, figure out where looking through season two, where you want to come in, and you got something to say. We love right, having I you on. So them. yeah, I do have my top ten list in front of me. This episode did not make that list. Just no, saying. it doesn't make mine either. <laughs> I do like how it all comes together. Yeah, I like it. And there's some stuff well, in it I really like. There's twenty some odd episodes in season two. There's a lot more to pick from than there is. In okay, season yeah. Two. Yeah. So, we're, uh, I, what top? Neck. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. What my ten was, or? Uh, what your next one on your top ten is in order uh, from where we're at? I think the next one is Wedophobia. That's a good one. Oh, I do love well, that one. That's the dog alarm going off. All right, everybody. Well, we are going to wrap this episode of The View from Dog River. We will catch you next time. Hey, Robbie, thank you very much. No problem. We will what a phobia with you soon. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. 